0: and welcome to the Owners and Operations podcast. I'm your host, Erin Andrews, a generational accounting firm owner rebelling against all the rules of the traditional accounting firm. My husband, Jake, and I transformed our accounting firm so that we no longer work overtime, even during tax season, without losing a dime of revenue. Now, we teach other accountants exactly how we did it and what we continue to learn about business ownership and life along the way. We want to educate and empower firm owners to make changes that will give them back their time to enjoy their lives and strategies to grow their profits. We record all of our sessions live in our private Facebook group. So head on over to the show notes to join the group and to join in on our discussions. Okay, so today uh, we are going to talk about, you guys have heard Erin talk about it a lot, um, the ideal client and kind of creating your ideal client, how that kind of goes all through your business and the effects that it has and whatnot. Uh, I know some of you have done this process. A lot of you have not done this process. So I'm going to talk to Erin about why she started doing this and- The importance of it. Yeah, and what it's done to her business. Um, So yeah. So my first question is why did you start using the method of the ideal client or should we talk about what is an ideal client yeah sure or, go ahead um so well i guess i guess why is a good idea why should you have an ideal client and we can say what is an ideal client yeah so why you should have an ideal client is basically it can drive anything in your firm as far as staffing processes marketing Um, just your client experience, your services that you offer. And so if you have an ideal client, even if you niche, so there's a difference between ideal client and niching, they can be combined Mm -hmm. or they could be, um, separate. So, um, there's, there's two differences. Niching is like you choose an industry that you work with. Um, ideal client is choosing the type of client you work with. Um, why you do that, like I just said, all those reasons and why we did it. Is because we just really wanted to focus on a certain kind of client, you know. For those reasons, our staff—we just didn't want to take on clients that did not fit, like with our business model. Like we before, I think I actually said this um, a couple episodes ago. That one of the things that we had to change was just catering our business to whatever services a client wanted. Mm-hmm. And we, you just really—that's not that's not scalable. That's not fair to your team. You can't train that. It's it's not fair to your client. You're setting up wrong expectations. So if a client comes to us and they want to be on QuickBooks payroll, we say no. So they have to be willing to change, they have to adapt. They also have to go along with our values, um, like our staff does. So it just really helped us refine all of our processes. Our marketing is huge, which I know we're going to talk about like how important it is for your ideal client. And we didn't actually niche down until we determined what our ideal client was. We actually niched down later, probably a year later. So um, that's why. So yours is separate. They, they were separate. So, yeah. So what we did was our ideal client is they have to be um, they're either an established business that's grossing more than $250,000 a year, or if they're a startup, they're projected to gross at least $150,000 in the next two years. They have to be adaptable. So um, like, be willing to change their technologies, be, be tech savvy, obviously work remotely since we're fully remote. Um, they have to... want to switch their payroll to us because we don't like to take on clients that we don't do their payroll for. They can't have more than 60 employees. And um, basically, they have to to listen to our advice. They have to meet with us. They have to be a monthly client, agree to be a monthly client, not just an annual client. What do you mean Um, by monthly? Okay, so we do their we work with them on a monthly basis. So we do their bookkeeping, um, tax preparation, tax planning. Then we have different tiers. They could do advisory if they want. They don't have to do advisory, but basically they have to have a monthly engagement with us to be our client. So let's say it was to take on a tax only client. That tax only client would have to do a monthly engagement with us. They would have to have tax planning included, audit protection, and tax preparation. So and they have to communicate. If they don't communicate with our staff, that's not going to work because. They're not going to take our advice. We're not going to get the information. We can't do our job with them. Yeah. It turns into a huge headache. Yeah. and so I nice you're trying to get things from... You're them. trying to get... Them, and then they turn around like, why, why don't I get this done? Or I need this right away because they're refinancing. And they're like, dude, you didn't get me the shit I need. You know? <laughs> okay. So... Yeah. Okay. So when, before you started doing the ideal client, it was... You basically just had anyone and everyone and it was a giant mess. We have, Oh yeah. I mean, kind of. Yeah. So I would take on clients and I would always say we would cater our services to their needs. Um, we don't do that at all anymore. So like they, maybe they wanted to, maybe they had, if they came in with like fresh books or like a different accounting program, I'd be like, okay, I'll learn it. (laughs) Like I I can't, I'm not, I'm not doing that. How can I train the staff to take on fresh books? Um, so, or maybe, like maybe they didn't want bookkeeping, but they only wanted this, this. And so we, we do have clients that we don't have bookkeeping, but, um, basically really refining it also with our prospecting process. When they come in, if they don't check off certain boxes, they're not going to work. Uh, we do have niches. Ours are contractors in the trades, as well as, mm-hmm. um, club sports, as you know, yeah. which are two totally different things. But club sports is more of a passion. We love fitness and stuff like that. Well, we have- and, and A bunch of the girls in the office, mm-hmm. especially two of them who have been there for over a decade. Uh, grew up as cheerleaders and are still in, very much involved in cheerleading. Yes, and it's important. Uh, them. Yeah, so it's a- we have a lot of staff that are cheerleaders and have had a lot of staff. It's kind of interesting. I like I like attract cheerleaders. Like one of my really good friends here now was a cheerleader. Met her husband cheerleading. Like all these people I know cheerleaders is kind of weird because I'm not a cheerleader. I'm a horrible cheerleader. Nobody <laughs> wants me on their team. I mean, I'm great. Um, that, I, that picture of you like eleven was fantastic. It was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I look great. I look great cheerleading outfit, yeah. but you know, that's pretty much about it. I can yell really that, loud. That's where it ends. Yeah, they do like real cheerleading, so it's like acrobatics and stuff. Acrobatics. I just made it sound like this. Or just like, anyways, Amber's probably cringing. Um, so where are we going? So yeah, those are our two niches. Um, but we will take on clients that are not in those niches as long as they fit the other criteria of our ideal client. So for example we just had we just took on an amazing client they are um, a balloon and event they they do balloon decorating and event planning services they tick they're obviously not a contractor um, they're kind of a contractor because they do services for events but they're not the contractors of trades, they're like a roofer uh, they are awesome client because they tick off all of our values and all of our ideal you know client values so um, we will take on other clients it's just and that's not, and that's a service-based business. Like there's nothing, like no manufacturing. So it's still okay for a staff. It's not like it a restaurant. No, no. It's, it's different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's okay. People want to go restaurants. That's just not for us. Yeah. <clears throat> um, well, it just makes all the processes that you guys do so much easier. So what was the process like to get your picture of the ideal client? Did you do, was it like the whole team came together and kind of decided, or was it more just you and Jake? How did you pick it? So there's um, different ways you can go about this. Um, one of the ways we did this was we actually wrote down our top five clients that we... So on our leadership team, we all gave to our top five clients the so people that were clients that we liked the best. And some of them overlapped, some of them didn't. And then we ID'd why did we like them? Why were they our ideals? Like, why were they our favorite clients? And they all had the same characteristics, I guess, or checkboxes. Oh, so was. they had the revenue. They listened to us. They were responsive. They were nice because I do not like mean clients. Mm-hmm. They can go and fly a kite and get out of here. I won't deal with that. Um, so that's why. So we basically identified that. And that actually told us our ideal client was. It, we, we wrote down the reasons that we liked them. We had like a big chart. So it was like responsiveness, listens to us, adapts to technology, pays us without complaining, like uh, accepts our fees, like, you know, obviously sees our value. And that literally defined our ideal client. So you worked backwards. We did work backwards. Yeah, yeah. And if you're just going into this, like if you're just starting out and you don't have a huge client pool to choose from, just think of in your head who you would like to work work with. Like, do you want to work with buttheads that don't respond to you? I don't think so. Um, or do you, you know, do you, you do you want to work with people where you're 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 begging to get paid? Things like that. So I, I think it's pretty easy to identify who you want to work with. I I do think you should set up your your values first. That really helps drive everything in your business. Well, yesterday I was thinking about this a lot because I was in a bookkeeper's Facebook group, okay. and this bookkeeper, whoop, whoop. yeah, <laughs> and this woman was saying that she was almost in tears because. This client, she had been working on this stuff for months and then just let him know, hey, my computer, I'm not going to have it for 24 hours. It's being repaired. And he started berating her about all this stuff, like show me the work you've done. And she said, you know, you can log on to QuickBooks Online. You can check the work yourself, but I can't pull it up right now because I don't have my computer. Yeah. She's like, what What do I do? How do I deal with this client? And some people were trying to give her advice on like how to talk to him about it. And the other people were saying, all right, just try and... Time to drop it. yes yeah. exactly what you would do. Yeah. You don't put up with it. It's no it, it's not I think in any industry, not just accounting, it is not worth your time to deal with someone who's an asshole. No. Like the, no. that their money is not worth your pay. No, basically. Like, I always say if you're like, if you are meeting with your team or staff or you're talking to your husband or whatever, and you're you're just constantly talking about one individual, one client, one staff member, one, you know, whomever, more than a couple times. Like complaining about them, like maybe more than twice, it's probably time to fire them. Like the first time you think, I don't like this client is probably when you should let them go, just like a staff, to be honest. So it, it kind of works the same way. I know a lot of people are like, well, I can't afford to drop this client. Uh, maybe that's it. The thing I'd say about that is you probably can because they're probably taking a lot of your time and resources away from other clients you could be servicing better, upselling. Um, or going after new prospects and responding to leads that maybe you're putting off because you're dealing with someone's drama. And if you're laying in bed thinking about how stressed you are, like if that client comes, if that client call comes in, I know that if our staff says they cringe when someone calls in, they see it in the caller ID. I'm like, that is an instant notification to me that this are, there's an issue and we need to address it or get rid of the client. So you don't want who, who the hell wants that kind of stress? There's enough stress in your life. You don't need to be laying, laying like, thinking of that. You know that no, sucks. Definitely, it's not. a horrible feeling. Yeah. Well, even even Mike, like if uh, if a uh, he goes to a prospective job or whatever yeah. and the client gives him any kind of weird vibe, he'll price himself out of the job. Yes. And, yes. He yes, will, he will just tack on twenty grand to the price, so they say no, so he can just say, oh, Okay, thank you. Yeah, you know. Yeah. That's actually a great way. So if you're not comfortable just straight up firing someone, I actually enjoy doing it. Um <laughs> kind of brings me joy. Because if they're gonna jerk to my staff, I'm like, oh, this isn't good. Um I have no problem telling them how i feel um but if you don't feel comfortable with that or maybe maybe they're not a jerk maybe they just really they're just not responding i don't know there's other ways you can do it one of the ways is raising your prices is a really good way sometimes it doesn't work and People people like i don't care and i just keep paying it um and also with the prospect too is is doing it that way so yeah and there's I, people like well how do i fire if, if that's not if i can't raise a fee or something like that you can just send a nice letter to them that just says Oh, we're changing our business model, or this just—we're not a good fit. And send them a couple of recommendations. I mean, I'll, only if you like those accountants. Send them a couple of recommendations, I guess. Don't refer a, a jerk client to another person, please. <laughs> but yeah, there's Here's all sorts the of things. Sucks. Can do. You take. Yeah, way. here you go. Here's my shitty ass client, but you can have them. Yeah, I swear they're great. Yeah, they're super. <laughs> yeah, we almost—I mean, sometimes what we do too is we almost like force the client out, like in a way we don't. I don't even think I realized we are doing it, but. It was just, there sort certain, like, do you really want to be our client? Like, you know, like, it's kind of like you just build it of them. Finally, like, oh, well, I'm going to find someone new. I'm like, okay, that's good. That was your idea. That was a great. Idea. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. excellent. Nice job. <laughs> that's funny. Um, okay. So you, you kind of, you've touched on this a lot before, but has there been any negatives to doing this whole ideal client thing? I know you said you like firing people, so usually <laughs> that would probably be a negative <laughs> for someone, but has there been any other things that you've seen as a whole? That doesn't work? Yeah, like just by adopting this kind of process. No. Okay. No. <laughs> nope. Nope. No. No. It's made everything easier. Like even our marketing. Like like we used to say, "Oh, wouldn't it would be easier just to go after general business?" No. No, because it's really not. no, it's, it's not really not. You you confused your message, which I know we can talk about that. Um, but no. Yeah. Mm-mm. And I and I know people are like, "Well, I love having a diverse conversation, like a diverse client base, so I can have different conversations and mix it up." I mean, every business is different, regardless of what industry they're in, you're, you're definitely going to mix it up. Um, like it, it doesn't matter if they're a contractor and you have a conversation with a different contractor, it's still going to be a different conversation. You're still going to mix it up. So yeah, that can be interesting, but I mean, I think if anybody has really worked in this industry for a certain amount of time, I think we can all agree there's variation every single day. I mean, even, our, even if our, like, our staff accounts are assigned the same clients, every client has it. Is your business the same every day? No. Okay. Like it's always different. So they're not they're not having the same exact conversation with their clients every single month. It's always something new. And it's also you can also identify new things for your clients a little easier because you can you can start doing gap analysis and all this stuff if you have a niche. So you can be like, All right, Mr. Contractor, you don't do job costing. I can help you. Whereas if you're doing e-commerce, which is a nightmare, God bless you for all that you do it. I do not. Um it's really hard to identify those gaps because you're focusing on so many different areas and expertise and nobody can be like an expert in every single area. It's impossible. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I even use for for marketing for straight line is if you don't have an accountant that specializes in your niche, then you're not getting, you know, the, your full package basically yeah. that you guys are so specialized in uh, contractors that you are such experts in it, that you know every single thing that they need and you can, offer them more services for yes. their industry. Yes. So not to knock anyone who, who does a bunch of different industries, but there is no possible way that you can be an expert in seven different industries. You just no, You don't have the time. No. You don't have, like, the brainwit. you spread too thin. You're just not providing the value of service. Also, um, the one thing I was going to say is, actually, Erica, or one of our staff brought this up. I think she's listening. Hey, E. Um, she brought it up, and she's like, well, we specialize in contractors, so let's do everything we can to learn about programs, applications, Mm -hmm. everything we can do to help. So you can take this client, maybe paying you 500 bucks a month, right? And just for bookkeeping and let's say tax, that's really cheap for bookkeeping tax. But um, now I wanna upsell them to payroll and then uh, time tracking and then job costing. Now that client is now worth to you about $2,000 a month, let's say. So isn't it easier to upsell current clients than it is to bring on new clients? You don't have that onboarding, that client onboarding period, which is thirty to sixty days, which can be a nightmare, anyways. You're you're, you're able to service your clients better, and then have a loyalty to you that they that value. So it's much harder for them to leave too. So you're building these long term clients, and you have you can offer them really awesome services. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Every single marketing thing you'll ever learn says it costs a lot less money to yes. upsell current ones than it does to get new ones. Yeah. Sure. That, I think that's like number one rule of marketing Yes, and just maybe a business. Yes. Like <laughs> client acquisition is huge. Like you, you're you not, you're not doing Facebook ads to current clients. No, no. You have your bookkeeper on the phone with them identify, Hey, I see you're not on our payroll. Like, Hey, have you thought about it? Do you know we offer payroll? A lot of people don't even realize you offer certain services until you tell them. Yeah. So that's, that's a lot cheaper and give your, give your bookkeeper a commission of that. If they, if I identify it and that, and that client signs up. So that's cheaper than trying to do Facebook ad spend, a nurture campaign, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and Get them set up That even just the time that the bookkeeper spends sitting there trying to set up their books. Yeah, it's, exactly. We've yeah. oh got back work because everybody knows back work is fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So <laughs> we, we did just dip into this about the marketing and stuff. <laughs> but I wanted to kind of ask you about your market because there was a ton of questions in the group this week about, about marketing about marketing in mm-hmm. general. Mm-hmm. So describe your marketing process basically over the last, let's say like five or six years. Like what have you been through? What have you tried? What's up? <laughs> so I actually just talked to Jake about this yesterday. Okay. Jake is my bae. My husband. He's on You love what I said Stop bae? It. It's so funny. I'll say it. It. <laughs> bae, 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 Anyway, I don't actually like that word, so. So, um, I was like, oh, we should totally do an episode on how spending, whatever, like $150,000 on marketing and wasting it was the best, best $150,000 we wasted. Because uh, yes, we, we wasted probably at least that on marketing efforts um, the past. So five years ago, we were in a completely different space than we were two years ago. Um, we always had a really big social media presence. Um, our posts varied and we, we did I, like, they might not have been the best posts or whatever, but we were always present on social media. Yeah, you were present, it just wasn't directed. Yeah, and it wasn't said. directed. Um, a lot of it was about our team, but then clients, and then we got a lot of referrals through groups on Facebook. That was a big thing, but they weren't our ideal clients. So it seemed like we had a lot of prospects coming in or leads coming in, but they were not, they did not fit the mold. So we didn't have, we didn't have ID, our Still ideal client. and. Then it, it it um I guess evolved into we got hired a marketing agency. We thought we really, really needed to spend a lot of money on a marketing agency. We I knew in our I knew in my head what we needed, but I, I obviously not know how to do it. But I will say I don't think as a business owner, you're never gonna be able to do the marketing, the Facebook at all yourself. It's not it really like, oh I'll just I'm just gonna do it myself. That's not a thing. You're just not gonna be able to. First of all, you're probably not good at it, to be totally honest. I suck at it. Thank God for her. Um, and like people that we've hired, because I am, I'm not going to design. There's so much that you need to know with the algorithms and the pixels and the whatever. It's its, its own monster. It really it's is. It's like you, you can't do what you do all day and then no. turn around and no. try to figure all that out. No. And it's just. You know, sometimes I always text you I'm going to throw my computer against the wall, just trying Mm -hmm. to figure out a Facebook ad. And I've been doing this for months and they get rejected for no reason. And they get it's just it can be very time consuming. And it's it's all it's just its own beast. It is. And it's really marketing itself has evolved like tremendously in the past five years. I mean, think about it. Five years ago, people weren't like, oh, I'm going to do Facebook ads to get clients. That was I mean, that was like there were people doing it, obviously, but not accountants. That's for sure. But um, yeah. So I do. So we thought we had this big agency doing all this stuff. Like, we do it. You do need a good website. Your website should be designed to sell to to bring in leads. It should not just be designed to look pretty. It should be designed to bring in leads and and have a workflow. That is definitely. I've learned that. I actually know quite a bit about marketing. I just like the concepts. I just I I don't do it myself. I mean, I kind of do it. But um, anyways. So Hannah Marketing Agency, and we've always had an internal um social media content coordinator, coordinator. 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 (laughs) Anyways, um, uh, we've always had an internal one who develops, because I do think it's really, really hard, um, probably in any industry, for someone else to create content for you um, that really um, identifies, shows your brand and your industry and can speak to the people you're trying to speak to. So, um, I mean, Katie... Katie has is, um, she, we sort of just took on in September was, was just yeah. sort of just like, Oh, just post some social stuff for us that mm-hmm. she's developed, but like you can hire probably someone right out of college or, you know, someone in the early twenties, they work, but they have to work with you closely and they're probably going to be able to create content for you and posts, um, kind of do some internal copywriting, some blog posts, um, and then it leads to writing nurture campaigns. That's where the marketing company comes in, like workflows. And we we now we have HubSpot, a full marketing like the CRM. HubSpot's a beast, but we gradually got there. We did not do that overnight. I mean, we're still working on it, but eventually you get to nurture campaigns. So when a lead comes in, you have lead forms. Like there's a whole it's like you said, yeah. so it's like a whole yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. So right now we're still working on it. It's a work in progress for sure, um, and it's very intentional. Mm-hmm. And there's a plan to it. There is not just willy-nilly. I think I'm gonna post today. You don't post for two weeks. I think I'm gonna send a newsletter out. But what is that who is that what is that what is the intention of that newsletter? Is that newsletter to inform current clients of what you have going on? Is that newsletter to help get you prospects? You have to think of it. You don't want to just throw money at marketing, trust me, I've done it. I love it. Like a lot, like <laughs> a lot. Um, and it just doesn't work. You have to have a purpose to what you're doing. It's it's almost better not to do something rather than do it because you're just literally wasting money. And, and people have to understand, people I heard, oh, my God, I, I like, I like sent out a mailer or I did a nurture campaign for like a month and I didn't get anything. I'm like, well, it takes like 18 months. Like, I think, I think someone yeah. has to see a brand for like seven times before they yeah, eat. Yeah. I mean, if, if you think about it from a consumer's perspective, when you, I'm sure if you guys are on Facebook, obviously... Or Instagram, and you see something and you you like it, you click on it, you're probably not going to buy it the first time. But when that little pop-up comes up and says, give me your email for 10% off, and you give them their email and that thing's in your inbox or in your uh, text inbox, I guess, text messages, yeah, texting you every once in a while, maybe after a month and a half, you're saying, oh, you know what, I'm going to look at this website because I need a new swimsuit Mm -hmm. now. And this one's been popping into my inbox 15 times. But it's not right away ever unless you know amazon is when i need something but, like <laughs> amazon's fantastic uh, but that's different no i actually have a good example of this a really good real life example for our firm i don't know if any of you have heard of core v it's a tax planning program um my husband and i started looking at that i want to say 18 months ago and um it's expensive It was like $12,000 when we looked at it. It was only the federal thing. We did demos. We loved it. But we were like, not yet, because it was really expensive. I was like, Mm -hmm. we can't commit this kind of investment. We're already implementing other things. So (laughs) through that journey, I should say, we got emails constantly. And I read them because I was like, okay. Like First, I kind of ignored them. And then I started reading them. And then about two weeks ago, we purchased, or three weeks ago, we purchased Corby. We spent $16,000 on the program. Mm -hmm. So that took almost two years for that. But obviously, it was worth it for them because we just spent 16 grand and it's an annual fee. So people cannot expect this to be, oh, well, I advertise my tax services during tax season. So I gave a 25% off coupon. Like, that's not going to like, okay, you might get like one or two people that they probably suck because they're price shopping with a coupon. You know, that's just not going to, that's just not going to fly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I know, uh, especially what mom and dad used to do a lot too, was (laughs) the the tax, oh, Erica knows this, the tax cyclone, the tax, the tax, oh my God, they, they developed this one thing that had a tax, the tax twister. And it was what? a twister and had all these words in it, like 1040, death seductions. And it was this guy with a twister. It was called the tax twister. It was, it was a flyer. It was great. That mom and dad had? Oh, yeah. I don't know where they got the tax twister image from. Yeah, it was great. Okay. That's where I was going with the, <laughs> I was going with the, the gift cards and stuff when they used to. Oh, yeah. The referral, the referral. So this card. is, this is for more personal clients, not, not. So Much for business clients. Business clients are, are a little, I mean, even when you're marketing to both, mm-hmm. the marketing tactics you're going to use for personal are totally versus different. what you're going to use to grab businesses are totally different. Personal, you can do more of the like buy one, get BOGOs, or yeah, or, yeah, it, yeah, because they're, they're not more, as high value, yeah. Um, but for businesses, it's a very specialized kind of thing that you're going to do. But I remember they used to, if you refer somebody, we'll give you a $50 gift card to this restaurant. Wasn't this? They have this one for a long oh time God. that people who owed them money just gave. Oh them my God. God. So, this them. client of ours, this is so they were a restaurant and they, I don't know what the hell happened. Okay. They went out of business or something. I don't know what they did, but they owed us a lot of money. This is before we require payments up front and whatever. um. I remember, I don't know if it was Amber or Erica, they came came out and they had a wet plastic bag that they dropped in the snow in our Pocacet office, our Cape office, and it was just filled with their own gift cards as payment. And they were just soaking. It It was just crazy. Well, I remember that Uh at the time, I didn't really have very much money. So whenever I really needed to eat something, I'd stop by the office. And and then I'd go to their restaurant. (laughs) The restaurant was really fancy. <laughs> so I would go in there. And it was this Italian place. Yes, it was. And I just have these gift cards, and I would go in a couple times a week to eat. Because we should have was... grabbed more. Because they went out of business, and the gift cards stopped working. So bullshit. Well, I, I brought my friends and stuff, doing like, whatever, yeah, whatever, like, whatever. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> so it was so, like like couple times a week. I'd go into this fancy Italian <laughs> restaurant and get my lasagna or whatever. And sit there, like, yep, by myself with my yep. friends. Whatever. Sounds but, about right. <laughs> sounds about right. Yeah. And we also do. We used to do like a $25 gift card. If you refer to tax persons so when we were super tax heavy office, and then like the referring client, I remember some of them, the older, older folks, um, would call us relentlessly about these gift cards. Like I referred them, like, well, they haven't actually paid us yet. We can't give it. A-. Anyways, yeah, so that was a tactic we used to do. Yeah, and don't do that Uh <laughs> some of the advertisements I've seen on Facebook, cause mm-hmm. I get them because I talk about taxes all the time on Facebook is um, People offer like a hundred bucks or something, or I'll do yours for free if you were for your friend, basically, kinds of things. So I I think that personal tax people have a little bit more simple options for advertising. Yeah. Um, But they also have a shorter life cycle. Yeah. Like business, like if you're, if someone's doing that, they're probably just, they don't care who does their taxes. They're not valuing your service. No, that's somebody that can just go to each Yeah. But what they're hoping to do is by getting your free return is to hope you have a return client, a return customer next year. Mm-hmm. That person probably isn't going to return because they're clearly price shopping. Yeah. Tire kicker? So, anyways. I have yeah. No idea. I've never heard that one. Tire kicker? Who else has heard of tire kicker? I have. <laughs> anyways. Okay. Okay. Um. So, yeah. Now, now, Marketing is way different. Like oh, marketing different. is an animal. So yeah. what I do suggest is if you really want to get into, um, even if you're just like, I really want to get social media and just, just getting out there more, just you can go to Upwork. Um, you can outsource it. If you, I know that's that's not the best, like, but you're going to still be creating content. But maybe just reach out to um, local colleges to see if they have anybody that you can bring in, um, even if it's like 10 hours a week. That's enough for them to get information. Mm -hmm. They can like just have people take pictures of you at your desk. iPhones are great now. That's great. They wanna see pictures of you at your desk. It's hard for us because we're remote now, but uh, we still do it. Um, There's all sorts of stuff. So social media, I think should be done in-house. There are some things that you're gonna have to outsource the larger you get with marketing, the more marketing efforts you take. But there's also things you can do for marketing that requires ideal clients and niching that doesn't require any marketing, okay? So you could join an association, so contractors, we join an association. We host webinars. We're big into webinars. Um, I clearly like to talk a lot. Um, so we do webinars, informational webinars. So during COVID, we did a ton of PPP stuff. We had four or five hundred people on those webinars, um, which was really cool. But so if you're helping a certain industry, get into the associations. Um, oh my god, I'm having a brain fart. But yeah, so that's that's one way that doesn't cost you. I mean, you might have to join the association, but you're not you're not like marketing you're just you're joining that association and you can become that group as- expert. There's a lot of associations that don't have accountants as the group expert. That's mm-hmm. a really easy way. And then you have your audience right there. Just do free webinars. Do, if you're in person, do some in-person classes. And people, you know that, that you have that authority. You're building that authority. That's a lot more valuable than someone seeing you on Facebook a couple times. That they're instantly right there and they're going to think of you the next yeah, time absolutely. they want to hire an accountant. Yeah. And um, another thing that's... <laughs> free that can work is the Facebook groups for your industry, your niche mm-hmm. or whatever. So we're in a ton of contractor Facebook groups. And you would be surprised. Actually, you'd probably not be surprised because you probably hear it all the time. But um, how often, you know, plumbers will ask electricians what to do for their taxes. Or should I be an LLC? Yeah. And they ask for tax advice and financial advice. And it's, it's, uh, Disturbing, um, <laughs> but you know they they do, and I'm sure this is true for other industries too. I'm I'm also heavy into uh, birth work industries too, and they they do that on those pages too. But if you just go on those pages and you don't immediately say like, "Hey, I'm," you know, no, you I'm, just not my t- service. You what a very effective thing. And what is it called? Somethingology. Somebody, some guy, self published a book on this methodology. Is that it? Socialology? No. no. Okay. <laughs> okay. So there, I, I will figure out the name, and I will. Okay. Now get, get back. Yes, yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. So a uh, really good strategy for any kind of marketing that you're going to do, whether you're going to post on Facebook, post on Instagram, post on LinkedIn, whatever you're going to do, is you want to give away free information. Mm-hmm. Um, you can read the book Utility by Jay Baer. That's it. I'm actually getting it. Are you? I'm a case study. Oh yeah. From years ago, yeah, Utility by Jay Bear. Okay, yeah, he he says you give away free information, you provide value, they get to trust you, and they eventually. And that that book was written like seven years ago, and it um and it's still applicable now. Yeah, yeah. You can, no, no, like, oh, I so can't give so away cool. value. Okay. Yes, you can. Yes, you, you can. can absolutely <laughs> give away value, and because you want people to trust you, and the only way they're going to trust you it is, is, that they is they if see. you tell them things that are true and yeah. right and work. Yeah. Uh, if you just keep selling to them, no, oh, buy my tax services, buy my. No. No, that's so I'm not even. That's just. Why Why would I well, buy you Well, just yours? think of it this way. If, like, you follow a pool company or, like, a car or automotive company, I don't know what I'm thinking of this, and they're like, this is how you change your oil. Are you going to go change your oil or are you going to go hire them to do it? Just because they told you how to do it doesn't mean you're going to actually do it. It yeah, doesn't, doesn't mean they got themselves out of the job. No. So um, that's a very basic example, I guess, but, um, or, you know, anything could go into that. So. Like a roofer they tell you how to put flashing up um i'm not gonna go put some flashing up on my roof it's kind of cool information to know but i'm not gonna go do it yeah. so but they told me how to do it or like tips on how to protect your roof during hurricane season like mm-hmm. that things not to do in your business or like things not to do throughout the year that's gonna cost you more money i will say if you that- guys um want to check out our business instagram is a good place to see what kind of posts we do yeah. that are helpful it's just the little at symbol and straight line s-t-r-a-t-l-i-g-n yeah it's, just, um, it's a good spelling. It's spelled terribly but it's fine it looks <laughs> but, like a line but yeah so and so if you want to go on there and check it out because we do just like to get more into accounting stuff we do all sorts of uh tips even like good apps that help you save money yeah. or what kind of bank accounts you need to open to have a good business. Whatever. I but I don't know. But I will, I will say like, so you can so let's say you specialize in restaurants. You go just search restaurants and groups on Facebook. You can join it that way. But what I will say is it's a lot of work. Yes. So we're on all the time. Mm-hmm. Like this is, so she'll tag me to post in a contractor's group. I'm going and responding. So that's at like nine o'clock at night. On a Sunday or something like that. Yeah. So you have to be aware. It's you have to be present. Also, the more you post in things, the more you'll come up because of the algorithms, right? Yeah, that good. Um, um, things like that. So you, you need to come. Up, you have to be present and you have to be like this. It Just, is. It is very good to have a, a kind of. I am the designated person. Yes. She she does it a ton. Jake does it a ton too. But I am like the the designated watcher. The watcher of social media. Um, And I will also say that having someone, if you hire someone to do your social stuff on Upwork or through a college or high school or whatever, it is helpful if you do have a niche for someone to have kind of some experience in that niche. Because I think the reason that I can get into this so much is because my husband-to-be, I don't like the word fiancé, is is a contractor. Fiancé. Stop it. (laughs) I'll just push you over. But okay, so he see he is a contractor um, so or a subcontractor I'm going to call him a contractor he's, uh, yeah, he's, he's yeah. a type of contractor yeah yeah he he does uh finishing stuff but anyway so I do know more about it than just a random person off the street but I also have taken the time to learn yes. more about it I, yeah. I sit there and I read the posts in the groups and I look stuff up on YouTube and I'll ask Mike, my husband-to-be, questions, and, and I I learned about this stuff, too. Um, yeah, don't assume you know the the questions, the problems. Go check out, like, be, be yeah. aware of what the, like, we are in this group. We saw that there's a ton of questions about marketing. Yes. We might have wanted to do a different topic today, but obviously marketing's top of mind the question, so we geared it towards marketing yes. because of that. So, yeah. yeah, don't, just because you might be an authority, don't just assume you know the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. so if you check out our, our Instagram yeah. for a straight line, you, you will see a lot of stuff on there geared towards contractors and the issues that contractors face. And I didn't just Google what issues do contractors face. I went and I, I creeped on them. The creep. You creep. It's actually, you have to be a really good creep. Yeah. Super good creep. Yeah, creep a lot. So that is just my two cents <laughs> of advice is try to find someone who at least knows some about your niche or is willing to learn about mm-hmm. it. Um to make your posts have as much Auth- helpful authentication. Yeah, and authenticity, authenticity. as possible. Authenticity. Yes, that's so okay. that, that is my tip for if you're looking for someone to hire. <laughs> um technically Instagram and Facebook, yes, it's free advertising, but you're not just going to go on there and make a post and get fifty thousand followers it takes no, a lot of work takes a lot of work and i have to unfriend people all the time the algorithms change constantly it's a lot but consistency and stuff after a couple yeah. of years it will probably start to pay off we've gotten a couple of calls just from things on facebook just for me well yeah that, that um so that company i told you guys about the company that's not a contractor their balloon and um, adventure company they actually started following us back in 2019 and we did a ton of workout stuff, wellness Wednesdays. We workout Wednesdays. They followed us for years. And Katie started really engaging with them the past six months. Um, they actually referred us a contractor, uh, um, HVAC guy, uh, the beginning of 2021. I didn't even know that. So they reached out this year in January, I want to say. Um, I love them, by the way, if you're listening. Um, but they became a client. But they started following us back in 2019. I had no idea. And they referred a contractor to us that we didn't even know about because the way I tied it all together because we we're looking at their payroll, I'm like, I know that name. And then like, yeah, we referred, it was just really a small world, but you don't know who's watching you who eventually will be. So that's a great example of a journey of someone that came to us. Mm-hmm. Just consistent, like they just followed us, They like your contact content. Also, you want that content to reflect who you are. Yes, you, you don't want to, again, authenticity is huge. Yes. Uh, getting people to trust you is huge. You don't want to, Just be like everybody else. No. Um, You want your personality to show through. That is uh, a big part of (laughs) social media. That's like one of the benefits of social media is you kind of get... I know social media isn't like, you know, quote, real life, but you do get a glimpse into somebody's personality a little bit. Maybe you post about your kids. They see that you're also a mother and a business owner Mm -hmm. and this and that. And people... You'd be surprised what people relate with and really connect to. Yeah. Like, I mean, I own an accounting firm. I am not a typical accountant i go to a lot of accounting conferences and people are people think that i actually work for the vendor the people that are throwing yeah. you know throwing the event putting on the event they don't they assume my husband and i are not part of the accounting world because like, we don't come off as accounty. okay yeah. but i am that's okay like i'm right now like it's i'm not dressed like an accountant and that, that's who i am and that's you know if clients if we're like looking at prospects and they don't like that that's okay because i'm probably not going to work with them like work well with them yeah. Like if they like like someone very professional, put together and has a suit and tie on or whatever the hell I would wear, um, that's not going to work. Like my staff too. Like my staff also reflects that. Like they can have tattoos, whatever color hair they want, piercings. It can be casual. I don't care as long as they, you know, they look like a nice person. You know, they look, they look, they look okay. Like they didn't just, you know, <laughs> come out of a gutter. I don't know. But um, <laughs> I mean, if that's your look. If you want to look like a gutter, that's okay. gutter rat. A gutter rat? This is what's so off-court here. Okay, whatever. Anyways. Um, a <laughs> gutter rats. What is that from? Street rat. Aladdin. Oh. Anyways. Um, so, yeah. So, wait. it has to be you. So, yes. that's what you want it to be. Because I, I I know, I if someone told me to be someone else, I'm not. And that's not happening. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, yes. at all. Well, no. And then, it's. It, I think it completely sets up this just really bad dynamic where it's just not going to work like yeah long term whatsoever no no also also another thing to think of is if you have prospective employees coming they're probably going to go on your social media and see who you are so Mm -hmm. i know that every i think every person we've hired has gone on our social media they they already have a big great idea of who we are and in my interviews with them i actually say to them i am who i am i swear a lot i'm very straightforward but you will matter to me, matter more to me than most other people. So I care a lot about her, but I, I do not apologize for who I am. And if they're not going to be able to handle me, you know, being who I am, that's okay. But they, it's also reflected in our social media. Like mm-hmm. we are just fun. We're just out there. And that's how we work with. And so if you have perfected employees, they have to fit with your culture. Your culture should be reflected in your social media. Mm-hmm. We're like really getting on this right now. Yeah, we really are. We're really crushing like, so so this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> this is exciting. See, accountants are fun. Um, oh. oh, I just lost track. I was going to say something. Just employees? I don't know. Just, okay. just how it's all. It's all there. It's your brand. And you always hear like your brand is so important. Your brand is very important. Mm-hmm. Like okay. it's, it's all how you reflect and, and how you want to be seen. So if you like love dogs or something like that, mm-hmm. Make that kind of part of your thing, right? Yeah. Like, if yeah, you so love, love babies, I don't know, put some babies on there, yeah. you know? <laughs> so, um, anyways, just just let your, don't be afraid. Let it's your freak flag thing. fly. Yeah. Let your freak flag fly. Don't be afraid to put your real self on there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you have any weird, like, kinks or anything, you don't have to put those up. But... <laughs> Whatever. that's for a different kind of group okay <laughs> <laughs> it's a private group you know you you can don't be afraid to show your real self. you don't have to be this perfect polished business uh when you show up on social media it is important for people to see you as a human being so that is really all i'll say about that anymore You just <laughs> beat the shit out of that horse we did <laughs> but you're welcome and clearly, we love to talk about this stuff. Yeah. So we're totally open to, like, having conversations or doing another one of these episodes, even, like, in the midweek. I mean, like, I'd be happy to. So just let us know if you have more questions. We can dive in deeper. Uh, what I, time I, Oh, yeah. We haven't talked to under campaigns or ads or like that, but we can. Basically. No, I mean, it's, like, getting really into yeah. it. Yeah. It's just, I do, if you guys are interested in, um, if you don't even know where to start with Instagram or Facebook or anything... I could maybe talk about throwing together a webinar or something that we could do. Yeah, like, or a course or something that we could throw together to just give you the the basics and like the fundamentals and how to get started. And um, (laughs) I even have templates and stuff that we can do for posts to really, because it can, one of the hardest parts about posting is figuring out like, okay, what am I going to post today? Like my brain is empty. Oh my God. I'm staring at a blank screen for three hours. Um, so you know there are post templates and stuff. I have those, and also like like uh, prepping tons of posts in advance, getting yeah. them out. Yeah, there's all sorts of things you can do. So if you are interested, I I'd, I'd be more than willing to throw something together for everybody. I don't know what that looks like just yet, but I can figure it out. Um, another thing I want to talk about is there are so many resources where you can learn about these things. Uh, we like HubSpot a lot. Hubspot has you can actually sign up for a free account on Hubspot um, to do a basic CRM with a certain number of contacts. I think you might have access to their academy using that, probably because they want you to use their program. I think I just signed on Hubspot before you gave me a login with just my normal email and, and into, I can get on YouTube. Yeah, YouTube, you can um, Skill Skillshare Skillshare is a website that uh, our director of ops, Amber, found for other training programs. It's super cheap. We do like communication, writing, there's all sorts of stuff in there. There's also social media um, and things like that. Facebook, don't they have resources? Oh, no. Facebook's there. Yeah. Facebook's a shit. Um, <laughs> Facebook is... <ugh. laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but very necessary, yes. but it's, it is necessary, but it's... again, I, I, I can throw together everything I've learned in the course. I, I will say a lot of the educations, it can be kind of hard to figure out how to fitting in with accountant stuff because a lot of people think that you're selling like a tangible product yeah. or something, B uh, 2 B2B advertising is much harder than be I'm selling, thing. I'm selling lipstick or, yeah. or look at my pretty workout outfit. You know about this so um yeah. it's, it's accounting is not visually appealing you know, false <laughs> except, except spreadsheets sorry. i sorry I think, I think we're pretty appealing <laughs> 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 uh, hilarious. um so, anything i i mean i think getting into like crms and yeah that's, that's a lot that's a lot um i do want to talk about reflect like, referral a little bit um there's nothing wrong with offering referrals like referral to your current clients asking for a referral from your current clients is sometimes people assume you're not taking on clients because you're always so busy. I'm not putting that quote that you're not busy, but if you come across constantly to your clients that you're so busy, they're probably going to assume you're not taking on new clients. Mm -hmm. So you should make them aware that you are taking on new clients because getting a referral from a current client is is a very guaranteed into at least that person's already got some trust in you. So um, asking for referrals, if you do want to set up a referral program to incentivize your um, clients to ask for it, also asking for reviews. Yeah, there's absolutely nothing wrong with twice a year sending out a mass email to all your clients saying, hey, I would really appreciate a review. Mm-hmm. It's something that's heartfelt. Again, that's that's real. Yeah. Um, I have... You know, my midwife does this mm-hmm. every six months. She'll text and be like, Hey, if you haven't already given me a review, would you mind giving mm-hmm. me a review on mm-hmm. Facebook, Google, and this? Yeah. And I will go and do it, whatever mm-hmm. I haven't done yeah. yet. But, um, <laughs> there is, but I haven't actually done it. I'm just like, <laughs> no, I, <laughs> have, I have, I've done both. Yeah, yeah. I've done both yeah. um, Cause one time I guess I didn't do the Facebook one, so, but there is nothing wrong with asking your clients for it. As long as you come off as sincere, not just like, hey, leave us a review on Google. Thanks. Yeah. Well, good time to do it too. Let's say you're onboarding a client. It was a really good experience. You can ask them for a review at that point. That's a great time. We have a a review. Uh, We have a kickoff meeting, a go live meeting with our clients. That's a great time, opportunity to ask for a review. Um, If you just have like, like if one of your staff is like, hey, I just talked to this client and they think we're fucking awesome. Like, okay. Yeah. Let's get a review. And what I do, uh, we don't have a ton of reviews because I'm not as active as this as we should be. But... You can just email the client and just say, hey, I heard you had an awesome experience. And you know, as a business owner, how how great it is to get a review and how much it means to you. Would you mind doing the same thing for me? You know, and, and here's the way- That's, that's a genuine good. ask, right? Yeah, that's absolutely genuine. So And it's true because it, yes. it is so valuable. You yeah. can relate to that. You're not just being like, we did awesome. Can you just share You could even write up the text if you want to make it easy for them. If you like, if they're like, I don't really have time. Hey, would you mind if I wrote like, that does this agree with what you say? That's kind of like getting a little- but it, it, can, it can help, too. Yeah. Even if, I mean, if you just give them the link and they just click five stars and that's it. Yeah, I mean, five stars it. is five stars. Five stars Google, five stars. when someone's searching that and they see you have yeah. 127 yeah. five stars, it, it's a big difference. Yeah. So um, don't be afraid to ask your clients for it. Um, testimonials. Yeah, testimony. They can just hold they think you need to have some fancy thing with great lighting. They can hold up an iPhone and be like, hey, I just hope to Barb and she just she just tell me with all the stuff, saving me a ton of money on my taxes. I can't wait to continue working with her. I show up Barb and that's it. If you if someone emails you, texts you, whatever, hey, you know, thank you so much. I can't believe we did this. Screenshot it, black out their names in the little thing mm-hmm. on your phone. You can do it on your phone super easy. Um, Just use a little marker thing, black out their names, all their personal information. Post it to your Instagram page. Add a highlight reel for testimonials. That's something people can see really quick, and it's just text. And that's not even something you're asking your clients for. It's just coming to you. Yeah. You know, hey, thank you so much. That was great meeting today. Okay, screenshot. Get it up there. Mm -hmm. Um, You're boom. Boom. Boom, boom, Boom. just boom it. All right. (laughs) So, I mean, that's all the. There's all sorts of ways. Obviously, we could talk about this all day. Yeah. Yeah, clearly. Seriously, let me know if you want a a course or a webinar or whatever. Uh, We can talk about it more, but I would need some questions to go off of or else I'm going to go all day. Yeah. I guess to circle back to the purpose of this too, aside from marketing, is it's really, really hard to send a message out there if you don't know who the message is for. Yes. Okay? Mm -hmm. So you have to know who your audience is and who you want to see this. Ideal client and ideally choose a niche you don't have to choose one okay you could do you're like oh, general business is my niche well you know what that's everybody else's niche too okay you like just look at the reason why we chose contractors is based on our location in massachusetts the cape and the south shore there's just a lot of contractors and we just happen to have a lot of them do do they also kind of fit with my persona and our persona overall like our casualness like we're yes like i i do have a difficult time working with engineers uh, attorneys, um, personally, I get, or doctors. I mean, I don't, I don't know if they take me seriously. I don't know, but um, I think I just resonate more with contractors in the trades. But that's the reason why. So that could be a reason why. Like we've already developed systems and processes for them. So why, why, why kind of recreate the wheel? We are doing, you know, club sports because of that reason with our staff. And we just love athletics. So um, ideal client and ideally niche. I'm actually gonna see if one of my um, colleagues in a few weeks can come on. She has hyper niche down into the healthcare industry and she has exploded the past few years. And she only works with home healthcare workers and she's awesome. Um, so I think it'd be really cool to hear from her and how, how much success she's had just because she's niched down so much and what that's done to her firm. Well, that would yeah. be cool. That'd be super interesting. Yeah. Like that. her firm has blown up, but she's now she's on the board with all these home health care agencies that are like, they're, her, she's the go to because she focuses, she is, she does not take on anybody if they're not home health care and they have a certain other requirements, She could tell you. But she's, she's a badass too. So I really enjoy her. All right. And uh, next week we're having, right? What is, what is the date? No, he's the 13th. I don't know. So we have a recruit, we're going to have a, a CPA who is, a, who is turned into a recruiter for accounting firms. His name is Ryan. That's the 13th. Next week is the sixth. I have no idea what the topic is because I'm not prepared for that. Um, another thing I wanted to announce is that we are hiring. <laughs> so I figured this is a great pool to go to. Uh, we are hiring for a, a, someone that has ideally five years minimum experience, CPA, EA, doesn't really have to have credentials, but um, that's okay. Um, tax, tax planning, tax preparation, advisory, willing to, you know, can also do accounting and tax, uh, work heavily with clients and our staff. So uh, it's a remote position unless you live in Florida. That'd be awesome if you live in Florida and you can come near me. It'd be great. Um, it's still remote though. If you live in Florida, I, I want to get an office down here, okay? <laughs> um, but um, yeah, you know, we're hiring You're near your kids all day. So. What? Just not be in the house with the kids. I don't want to be. In the- I'm just sick of staying in the house. But that's okay. Um, I still like working remotely. It's just um, I do like to see other people besides my husband. He's fantastic, but I think I drive him crazy a little bit. Um, but, anyways, we're hiring. So, if you're looking for a super awesome firm to work with, give us a ring. So, all right, until next week, shoot yes. us an email. You can email us at um, Erin at operations dot com or Kate at operations dot com. We have new emails. Yeah, if you have any uh, topic suggestions or you want to talk to me about more about marketing. Um, or maybe you want to be on this. Maybe you think you have a good idea and we want to talk to you on this about what you're doing in your accounting firm. That's working well for you. Yeah. I know um, somebody posted the other day. I forgot who it was about all the automations and stuff that she does, which is really Yes, cool. would love really to talk cool. to you. If you're listening, shoot us an email. Yeah. I'll message you later. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay, great. So uh, thanks for joining us today. We'll be here every Friday at noon, uh, Eastern time. We challenge each of you to pick something in your business to work on today. So you can have a better business tomorrow, next, not next week. We don't have the room. <laughs> we, need, we have notes. All right. So you can also find our previous talks Um they're, they're in the group. You can kind of go through there for the live ones. But we all, I also uploaded them to Apple Podcasts with some, with some sweet new music and sweet. to Spotify, too. So if you want to subscribe there, I know it's kind of hard to jump in in the middle of the day uh, to join a live or anything. So finding us on the podcast and just subscribing to it and listening to it whenever you feel like it it might be a little easier for you. I actually listened to our first episode and I was cracking. I was dying laughing, but that's (laughs) narcissistic. I am, I guess. (laughs) I thought it was fantastic. (laughs) So it's under owners and operations uh, on both those. I'm working on getting it on Google, but everything with Google um, is challenging. It's overly complicated, just like Facebook. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, thanks for listening. And we will... See you in the group throughout the week and we'll see you again live next week. Yeah. So thanks a lot for listening. We hope you got some good information this week. As always, we challenge you to pick one area of your business that you can start improving today to have a better business tomorrow. Join our Facebook group linked in the show notes to chat with us and ask your questions in a community of like-minded accounting firm owners. We will see you next week. Woo!